Hi, and welcome to Seriously Pointless Conversations About Culture, your Seriously Pointless podcast about all your nerdy and geek things across time and your cancer-ridden body, James. <laughs> I know. I would like to not be cancer-ridden. Cancer, is, that, is, is that that's the wrong, yeah, yeah, you can be, I mean. Perhaps there's a plucky, you know, young red blood cell who could take care of that cancer. Perhaps, maybe <laughs> I would prefer to be a plucky young platelet, because I am more powerful than you will ever know, because we will always work together. <laughs> yes. Uh, my name is David, and obviously you've uh, heard the dulcet tones of uh, my co-host James again this week. Dulcet. I know, dulcet, ever so harmonious, or uh, a baritone, perhaps. We should release an ASMR of us just it's just small little clicks <laughs> it's like clicks yeah it's like yeah i hey man there's a there is uh, like i said different strokes different folks there's always a a, a niche thing out there for somebody so if People you really eat that stuff up it's i amazing. know hey get a hold of me you want to buy my bath water you let me know <laughs> so um i will i will i will sell it to you for 30 dollars a jar <laughs> there you go it's a bargain that, I'm just saying, if you want my body, my body sweat, <laughs> there you go. Um, anyways, today, guys, uh, you may not have understood exactly what we're going to be talking about today, but today, if you're uh, more on the uptake, we are going to be talking about Sales at Work, uh, which is the hit anime show that came out a few years back, and it really has grabbed James and I's attention uh, in the last, you know, you know, few. I guess would say months, really, um, ever since they came out with Cells uh, at Work. I believe it was Black. Yeah, there's two seasons out of Cells at Work. The second season just came out in the spring anime season. Mm-hmm. And there was a spinoff show, Cells mm-hmm. at Work Code Black, the first season of which Code came Black. out. Which, despite being the same character, similar universe, made by the same original mangaka, the yeah. show was actually produced by a different studio. And so it's... Slightly it's different. Not quite as good as the original one. It has a much darker tone to begin with, and yeah, it, it's it's just a little different. It's still worth watching. That's but. okay. I'll we'll check it out. You know, like I said, if uh, I haven't watched any of it, I've it's, watched the original series. The Code though. Black is set in a different adult's body. And we can't is, have that. This is an older man oh. who is disease ridden. It has things like cirrhosis and erectile dysfunction <laughs> and ulcers, <laughs> and it's. All the things, all the all the things we have to look forward to, incontinence a little bit maybe. Yeah, its, it's, it's tone is a little bit more on the poor depressing side of things. Mm, yay! What do I have to look forward? <laughs> not being able to get a I'll get a boner. Yay! I not mean, being able to pee on my white, own. That was another issue they addressed. I mean, I don't care about that. Lose, I'm already losing my hair anyway, so I don't even care. So, But before we get into the meat of the episode of that wonderful anime, Cells uh, at Work, uh, let's go over. We've, we're going to do the segments, James. we got to follow the, the game plan. We've got the plan. the plan. There is always a plan because you know us. We get derailed. We will derail if we can. Um, I mean, you always got to love what uh, our old scoutmaster used to tell us. Proper planning and preparation. Proper planning and preparation prevents. That's right. Seven P's. I love that you remember that. That's because I remember him doing the proper planning thing, but I couldn't remember the rest of it. Yeah. And I was just like, you just like rolled it off your tongue. And I'm like, yep, that's, that's right. Was that Mr. Long or? That was foul. Foul. Okay. There that's right. the five T's about signs. That doesn't surprise me that Mr. Mr. Fow would make these things up. I just did he do the the tease about signs too? Yeah, that well these came from Philmont actually. One of the, okay. One of the Rangers says the five things you're supposed to never do with signs while you're hiking. You're not supposed to touch, turn, take, tinkle, or trust them. <laughs> <laughs> A, 
day. And if anybody else says that uh, the Boy Scouts was not a an educational experience, that they were I mean, dead wrong. Good advice for life, right there. Yeah, not wrong about things a lot more than science. Yep, but... that's not wrong. It this is definitely <laughs> true. So, so tell me, James, what have you been up to these last uh, few few days since we got back so... together? Uh, on your advice, I sat down and I played Pokemon Unite a yeah. little bit, and it is fun. Okay. It is a nice, kind of lighthearted MOBA game that we can talk about at some point. Very but, much. Uh, it's cool. I think it might be fun to see if we can get some of the guys together and do some group queuing. I saw that uh, Zach is actually, so you can check for your your Nintendo Switch friends. Yes. Zach's on it and I'm on it. So the, Yeah, everyone got on it. So I'm like, well, there's no reason the three of us can't like, you know, sit down and have a guy's night. Have a guy's night. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder which character. I've never, I haven't asked Zach which, uh, which character he plays at all. Have you been playing as Squirtle? Snorlax. Snorlax. Because <laughs> I, I told you to. Snorlax is the best. <laughs> he, he is the best. I, I So I have, I kind of switched between three of them. Who's the little ice fox looking person? Yeah, I couldn't. See, that's why I said I, I never played those, so I had no idea who it was. And I was just like, oh, this is a mid-range character mm-hmm. that can like attack and that does decent damage. And it's more of a striker character. I'm like, this is great. I'll play this one. And I actually really liked her. Um, I've been switching between her, Snorlax, and um, the Charmander. I love Charmander. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I mean, what kind of what can I, I love about it? My my favorite starter of all time, probably. Which mm. is going to date me. But... He's, he's, we're old. So what do you expect? You know, <laughs> he, he's my second favorite. I, I'm more of a Squirtle kind of guy. Squirtle. I know you have the fire that burns within you, and I just flow like the water, James. <laughs> so get a smooth, smooth uh, what was it? I can dehydrate you. <laughs> you can try. <laughs> I will. I will quench your fires, James. Anyways, no. So that's awesome. Have you been uh, watching anything else? Relax or? Oh, the current season of anime is pretty good. Kelly and I have been really enjoying the uh, Shadows House anime. I, I saw. Nice. I was like, man, somebody's been powering through this. <laughs> Yeah, the new season of uh, Black Clover and My Hero Academia are good. Like they're finally yeah. done with the filler stuff for a little while. Uh, I kind of, I kind of stopped watching because of My Hero. Like the filler stuff was kind of starting to bum me. Like just, I was just wasn't into it as much, and I was just yeah, it's not as. It's not as great as it was to first start out, but I'm hoping things are going to pick up. Yes. Yeah. It's well, starting to turn into one of those marathon shonen slogs. I know, and I kind of thought... Black Clover feels like it's actually progressing as okay. a story now that they got past that stupid filler arc. <laughs> you were having so many was, issues with. I hated it so much. That's okay. But <laughs> Anything else? Or was no, you that's just... all I've really been up to. I that's mean, okay. We finished up, finished up Skyward Sword HD. Finally? Already? Wow. Yeah. Wow, you powered through that, didn't you? Wow. Well, you know what I'm off of. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not wrong. It's what I do, too. So, yeah. Speaking of what I've, uh, I, yeah, what we've both been doing, yeah, I have actually been um, also playing a few games. Um, I am still uh, trying to get some uh, Binding of Isaac uh, unlockables squared away. Um, I've gotten a few of them, but I've been, I had to work all this weekend, and I only had one day last week for maybe like I only got to get on for like maybe two hours last week to play and I just I'd had any time so today was my day because I've got training tomorrow at, for work and it's just I'm it's on an off day so that's always fun well, and so I'm not sure how to give you any advice but before the new expansion pack came out I would have yeah. said force yourself to finish Lilith first yeah not Lilith uh, Eve first because yeah. a lot of her unlockables are really strong devil they are items. 
But now the Duffer Adam pool is so big that you don't see them very often. No, they really... So that's what I was kind of looking at. They really, like, dumped a lot of Devil Room items uh, up, like, added new ones, and they added a few Angel Room ones. They added a lot of strong... Especially stronger Angel Room items. I think the intention was to make the Devil Room less advantageous, because before that was the clear way to win, was to just hammer the Devil Room. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And now there's there's some merit to going Angel Room item path, and especially because like the I think just in general the cost and the rarity of the better Devil Room items is just higher. Yeah. So one of my favorite ones though is the one, um, it's the fear one where you basically uh, you have an aura around you. If they get if your enemies get too close to you, they they run away in fear. That's super <laughs> overpowered in my opinion, which I love it. it I, I, I'm sure they're gonna gank it after a little bit, but. Uh, it's got a pretty nice little range on it. That's a devil room item, but I, I every time that pops up, even when I'm like, I want to, I, when I'm trying to get to Mega Satan, even when I'm trying to get to Mega Satan, I'm like, man, I, I just want to get this item, even though it's going to tank <laughs> my run. And I'm like, this annoys me to death. So, uh, I, one thing I had fun with the new devil room items is uh, the item that lets you shoot the tears that open up like portals to the abyss. Mm-hmm. I got that with soy milk one time. Yeah. And it was fun because I wasn't doing any damage, but I was throwing out these like portals that stick enemies to the floor every half second <laughs> or so. Hey, it didn't matter then. It didn't a... matter. They suck in shots too. So I'm like, great. Hey, I'm going to go. The fire button. Yeah, sure. Sir, I'm doing like, you know, 0. 0.01 damage every hit. But you know what? Who cares? You know, I'm killing them slowly killing me softly james you killed them softly so but yeah so i would been playing that but on on top of kind of collectible runs i guess you would call i wouldn't call it collectible but achievement runs i have reignited uh super mario odyssey after us talking last week about uh, uh, the giga bowser and all Mm -hmm. that stuff i'm going back and i'm collecting the moons Good. I, I, I'm no, no, it's not very bad. So I actually looked at it and I was, I have 189 I needed to get. So I actually jumped over quite a few. I think what happened was whenever I started originally playing it, I got, I, I powered through and got most of the ones on the first couple worlds. And then I just, I think I got bored a little bit. And then I was just like, I just got the bare minimum what I needed. Well, cause you only need like 50 or 60 out of like the hundred odd minutes yeah. to finish the game. Yeah. And I have like, 300 now maybe because i think it's like 500 total or something like that it's all it's quite a bit oh super odyssey i was thinking about bowser's fury no 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 yeah yeah. super mario's odyssey has like 800 moons yeah it's ridiculous and but i'm only it says i'm all i only need 189 that i need to pick up oh my gosh i haven't gotten any close to that yeah so like i said i i've literally found i found a guide on ign and it says here are the moons in each world that you need to get and i'm like okay number Luckily, there's a list in the game, and there's a list on there, and I can go number 22. I was like, "What do I need to? Where do I need to go for this?" Mm-hmm. Okay, I go there, and then I try to play through it a couple times, and I'll be like, "Okay, this is a little difficult, or this doesn't make sense. Like, why do I need to be here?" And I'll look up because some of them are super obscure and uh, like hidden, and I'm like, "Like, there's one where you have to fall down into like in the sand kingdom, where you have to fall down into a quicksand thing, and then kind of like slowly jump your way through to get underneath mm-hmm. the wall." You would have, you would never find it otherwise if you wouldn't look. Yeah. And like, and like, you know, there's people that have looked this up, or like played this like endlessly to try to find it. It's crazy. Or like, there's the one in Hat Kingdom where you have to like use the telescope, look at one of the moons, and stare yep. into it for like thirty seconds, yep. and then it just appears behind you. Because it. why not? Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah, it, it just bizarre to me. But yeah, so that's my other kind of late night uh, 
heroin addiction, I guess you would call it, uh, a collectible addiction. addiction. So I'm going to try and get those. I'm going to focus on those two games, hopefully, the next few months and and at least get Mario Odyssey out of the way. Um, Do not expect me to get uh, Isaac completed in two months unless I abandon my wife and gets upstairs, which I'm pretty sure I'd be divorced. I like I said for Isaac, I I played it for a few months and I set it down for six months and I'll come back to it. It's like a comforting blanket. You just yeah. a, a very nasty, gross blanket that I love so much. Exactly. So. It's like you start out and it's super frustrating and you die all the time. And then you start winning and you're like, I'm good at this. See, game. that's what I did. Like, and like, then it's ridiculous. Like, I bet I could beat this. Like, game. Two, mo- two weeks ago when I was playing originally, when I first picked, put it back up, I unlocked like 15 things, like bam, 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 bam. It was great. And then this last two weeks, or the last week and then today, I've only been able to unlock like two things and it's, and oh, it made me so mad. I'm like, why? I'm like, why is this <laughs> happening to me? It just, oh, it made me so mad. But anyways, so I've been doing that. And then I've also kind of started watching, um, it was War for Cybertron. I'm sorry, I apologize. It was uh, Transformers War War for Cybertron. It's the new one they came out. So do you remember the Beast, uh, Beast Machine or Beast uh, Machines from... Whenever we were kids, because that, that's when Optimus Prime was like the gorilla. Yeah, so they they so really weird and random. They just decided to meld them together. They have you have the old Transformers and they meet the new Transformers, but they're like two different generations, but they have distinct personalities. They're not like, they're not like the same people. Oh my! It's really weird, and they kind of make it sound like it's a weird like time, like like, like a time travel or like a mm. different dimension or like it's more of a time travel type thing. It's bizarre. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm not sure who this is targeted at. Is this targeted at <sighs> old nerds? Is this targeted at kids? It's, I don't know. It's, like, I, I'm trying to decide who this is meant for. So it's definitely targeting people in our generation, like okay. that, that that early millennial kind of group where this the, this TV show came out, but it's also trying to like move in like the old fo- older folks that grew up in like the 80s. Um, I guess we call it Generation X that grew up with the Transformers and kind of like meld us together in this the love of this show i don't know how i feel about it it's okay it's not great but it's kind of just a time waster at this point but i think i might i don't know i i watched the first season with there was the war for cybertron where they were on cybertron i'm like well this is fun i dig Mm -hmm. this I, i can i can dig this they really kind of made uh, megatron a little bit more of a sympathetic character and i was okay. like I can, I can dig this he was kind of like he's he's a tyrant but at the same time he's still trying to save cybertron and in this he's just kind of a crazy megalomaniac now and i'm just like i i i don't know so yeah, the evil for the sake of evil villains are kind of out of fashion now unless you go all the way to the hill with like with the joker which to be true, I, that was a great movie. I it mean, movie. It, you know, chaos for chaos sake, you know, it's, yeah. it is what it is, but, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with it in the, in the near future. Um, we'll see. I'm, I might just, you know, meander my way through it. I don't know. But, uh, other than that, like you said, there's not a whole lot out there. I might have to hop back on the anime train because like I said, I, I just need to, I'm thinking that cleanse my, my my palette of all the western uh based <laughs> shows that i've had for the last you know few weeks well, i've gotten so sick of all the stuff that's like on netflix and tv and stuff these yeah. days. it's just it's so but, but how are you ever gonna watch your, so gla- con- your glass blowing show james well, how that's what i want to see but, but yeah, so <laughs> it's just so content laden with messages yeah 
And I'm like, well, I know anime has the same stuff, but it's at least some other culture's messages, and it doesn't hurt me as much. Yeah, so, well, you can ignore it a little bit better. Yeah. I can, I'll agree with that. So, but yeah, that's anime's refreshing. Anime, it's kind of a nice cat palette cleanser. Like I said, actually, you, you, I don't know how you feel about this, but I actually kind of started. So the other day, I um, had a little downtime, uh, and I was sitting there. I was sitting, and I started watching One Piece. I got about four okay. episodes in. I like it. It's bizarre. I don't know if I'm going to go all the way, though, James. So, with One Piece, I've tried a couple times to watch it, and I get, like, 20 or 30 episodes in, and mm-hmm. it's kind of hitting its stride. I'm like, this show's pretty cool. How many episodes are there? It's like, oh, there's, like, 900. 800. It's like, yeah, it's like 857 and right now. I have a soul-searching moment where I'm like, do I want to commit myself? That's, that's where I'm at right now. like, 300 hours of watching this show, and, I'm, and I stop. Yeah, but I know it's much beloved that it's a classic, and I'm sure there's a good reason why it's lasted so long. And it's still going. It's still going. It's, that's what I, I said. Well, it's... think of, of the anime from its generation, like the Mega Shonens. It's the last one that's left. Yep. Everything else has gotten canceled or finished yeah. their series. Well, like Naruto's not around. They have they have Baruto, but I mean I, that's still go going. It's a on. sequel. Yeah, it's a sequel at that point, but it's not the original title anymore. They don't oh, have fairy. Bleach, Bleach is done. Fairy tales done. Yep. All the big guys are even Dragon Ball Z. Like they have to get uh, reincarnated, of, you know, every so often. You know, otherwise oh, it's just. Ball Z, but... It is cool. I will admit that I I did watch one episode. I, I haven't sat down and watched all of them either. I, I I watched one with a guy from work because there he's super into Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Super, and I was like, Ooh. okay, this is cool. I I, I kind of dig this. Um. But I'm probably not going to sit down and watch it. <laughs> but if for the for the action sequences, it is it is fun. So, but yeah, that's uh, a little bit of what we've been up to. Um, if you guys uh, want to tell us what you guys have been up to, hit us up on Facebook and let us know. Um, like I said, I, we want to interact with you guys and figure out you know what similar tastes we have and whatnot. So, but moving on to the next segment, um, we're going to be moving into the news. So, James, what do you what would, what would you like to come out with for what would you start off with first? Do you want to start off with the Amazon news, the Sony news, or do you want to go with uh, random happy? Uh, we have we don't have that much money to buy that item. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, go the let's, start, let's start with Sony. So, OK, yeah, apparently um, PS5 should be easier to get a hold of. Sony has secured a new semiconductor supply. That is the hope. So according to um, uh, Allie Jones off of Games Radar, it looks like um, that, quote, during the company's quarterly earnings call, uh, Totoki uh, was asked about the global semiconductor shortage that has made PS5 stock so hard to come by since the console was released in last November. In response, Todoroki uh, told investors that Sony has not only set the target f- for the number of consoles it wants to sell this year, but it has also secured all the chipsets it needs to manufacture those consoles, which is an excellent indicator to say that, hey, even though we've got all the other components, basically they probably had all these uh, main, all the main hardware set up already, you know, put together. But now all they have to do is. Uh, insert all of the chipsets and hopefully they should be able to knock them out pretty quickly. So well, and one thing that's not clear is these probably aren't physical chipsets. These are probably deals for future chipsets. So yeah, I'm not sure what time frame we're looking at. They said this year. Well, so be nice. I would love to get my hands on a PS five. I mean, I think a, one thing to remember with yeah. this whole thing though, is everyone's been bashing Sony for not having enough supply, but they're this still is actually way over the number of PS fours they sold. Yep. 
Like they have blown their expectations out of the water. I think just the the year of COVID, everyone getting more used to an indoor lifestyle, and the yeah. just frankly the growing population in the world that is interested in video games. So it's so it's really crazy though. The so is insane. talking about that, you you're just the sheer amount of consoles. So they've sold over about 10 million consoles since launch, but they're looking to try to sell 14.8 million. By the end, by the end of uh, March 2022, so that's ambitious. More than double it. I mean, yeah, but if you look at it also uh, as well, so uh, Sony has sold about, like you said, 10 million uh, consoles. Uh, if you look at Microsoft, on the other hand, they've only sold maybe around seven. Still more than they were expecting. Yes, but not as much as Sony. Sony has by far blown them out of the water. Like it's. It was kind of surprising. I mean, even the last the last two generations of console wars, I get you. You can call them console wars. They're not really console wars anymore. Sony has really kind of strip outstripped Microsoft with the sale of their hardware. But I think that's kind of why Microsoft is. Uh, it's a difference of strategy. Sony yeah. has gone more with exclusivity. Yep. They are. We talk about this for yeah. Yeah, I mean they're they're making games exclusive for their console, kind of like how Switch is doing now. Yep. I mean they're bringing in you know the third party stuff, but they've chosen to remain exclusive. Microsoft has gone more horizontal integration, where now they have yep. phones, they've got PCs, they've got Xboxes, and they all play the same games. And so yep. I know both of us we've had this discussion where it's like, well, why would I buy the new Xbox when I yep. already paid for a gaming PC? Yep. If I can play the same stuff. Which that's that's completely true, you know. And, and you know, Microsoft still wins. I mean, yeah. frankly, most of them lose money in the consoles anyway. So yep. I mean, it's literally there. I think honestly that Microsoft is going to win in the in the in the long term if if Sony continues with the game plan that they're doing, which I think they're starting to turn their ship a little bit because they're seeing what Microsoft is doing, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Holy crap, they're reaching significantly more people than we are." Well, and Sony's not just a gaming company, too, though. No, no, no. They don't have smartphones and PCs, you know, in terms of, like, you know, TVs and speakers. They're definitely a technology company, yeah. Yeah, they're a big tech company, too, so. So, I I will be interested to see what Sony does in the next few years, but like I said, it's going to take them probably a decade to kind of get where Microsoft is, uh, unless maybe they start to partner with some folks to get that infrastructure that Microsoft already has set up. Well, interesting for me, just kind of looking at the future is bouncing off of that. I think we're starting to reach a level of market saturation where the stuff that is already out there is becoming so ubiquitous. It's going to start becoming harder and harder for new people to break into it. Yeah. Like we've seen that with Facebook, for example, on social media. So many people are on Facebook that it's very hard for even Google's, you know, the Google plus thing. They've done it a couple of times and it's fine. It does everything Facebook does, but no one wants to switch to it because everyone's already on Facebook. Yeah. You've been on, it becomes like a socially reinforcing system. And so I'm kind of wondering in the future, we're going to start seeing more and more monolithic platforms, which is, you know, monopolies are the opposite of what me as uh, my libertarian spirit desires yeah, to see. I yeah. totally agree. I mean, I mean, because old school philosophical libertarian, by the way, not necessarily new school no. political libertarian. No, it's, no, it's you're gonna be you're gonna be new school, James. <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna come to the school, new school. That's right. No, I'm a philosopher. At heart. That's right. I know you have a don't tread on me flag in front of your house. I do not. <laughs> 
I'm joking. Anyways, but yeah, school libertarians are almost anarchists. It's not quite. It's it's a little scary, honestly. So, but yeah, it's it's. I totally agree with you that you know, and it's it's kind of one of those uh, dangers that we're gonna have to keep an eye out for to see if uh, whether or not you're gonna have these uh, monolithic uh, companies and whether or not they're gonna get broken up by the governments. You know, it just all comes down to whether or not. Uh, people are going to give a crap enough, which I, I kind of have this feeling that, like you said, it's it's going to be hard for people to break in um, to try to make their own kind of, you know, uh, gaming ecosystem because it's like you said, it's it, they've had the, they've had this infrastructure for decades since Microsoft, mm-hmm. you know, started getting big in the 90s. Essentially, mm-hmm. they really set they really set their footprint down in the 90s and they kind of set themselves up set themselves up for this without even knowing about it. They just kind of altered the game plane probably in the mid 2000s. And like you said, it's there's no way I think that Sony is going to be able to catch up in the long run um, unless for whatever reason the U.S. government or another government decides to try, try to say they're going to try and break it up, well, which we, it'll never happen. Companies start to realize this too, though. If you look at uh, Steam, for example, on PC, everyone has clearly realized what's happened and they're trying to break in before it's too late. So yeah. Microsoft has started their whole Game Pass thing. Yep. Which I don't think is, and I, we've talked about this before too, isn't even about the Game Pass. No, it's not. It's about getting you onto the Microsoft Store Yep. and to make this thing fly. Who have they partnered with? They partner with EA. They partner with Activision. Yep. All these other companies that have started their own stores. Mm-hmm. And what do you do? You get on the you get on the Microsoft Store. You get your Game Pass, and then to use to play SimCity three or something, you have to pop onto the Activision store through a click link. So annoying. (laughs) So what they're doing is they're trying to pit all these little companies. They're gigantic companies, but all these <laughs> all these smaller marketplaces together to get you. You on make the it Steam. sound like it's a mom and pop store down the road, James. Well, I mean, <laughs> not quite. On the PC marketplace, compared to Steam, they are, but they yeah. are you know one of the biggest companies in the world. <laughs> they really, they really, truly are. So the point be- is they're trying to all band together. They're trying to break up Steam's control of the PC marketplace, which Steam has got a stranglehold. Honestly, it's it's kind of loosening its grip now because ever since epic has moved into the forefront and they've got that chinese money behind them now yeah and the uh, the way they started putting big titles behind exclusive stores has definitely contributed yep because i think more people are willing to get another store rather than wait a whole year i mean the only reason i have uh the epic game store uh loaded onto my computer is because i can get free stuff yeah. That's the only reason I have it. So, yeah, it's definitely it's uh, going to be an interesting new. I think in the next decade, we're going to see a lot of big moves, um, unfortunately. Maybe fortunately for us as consumers, like I said, while the more the big companies kind of like duke, duke it out a little bit. I don't know. We'll mm-hmm. see. But it'll, like I said, maybe it'll be interesting, at least for our kids to see yeah. what the what, it's what the game yeah, is. Because I think for the big companies, marketplace captures become a big thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. On the flip side of things, it's becoming easier and easier for smaller game studios to get their games out. Yeah. So anyway, it's interesting. But it'll be, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what happens in the next decade or so. So in some lighter news, James, um, let's talk about a original Super Mario Bros game. Uh, that is vi- a vintage Super Mario's game. Um, you went to, well, I'll read the headline for you. Yeah, so, yeah. according to the New York Times, a Super Mario Bros. game sells for $2 million. That's with an M, folks, uh, which is another record for gaming collectibles. Um, so, according to the New York Times by a Mr. Uh, Kellen Browning, um, 
a vintage Super Mario Bros. video game has sold for $2 million. A collectibles company announced Friday, breaking the record for the most expensive video game sale that has that was set just weeks ago. So this is the, the original uh, 19, uh, I believe it was 1980. 1985. And, you know, no, I'm sorry, Paul. Yeah, it's 1985 game. So Super Mario Bros. that came out in 1985. So let me ask this, James. It was still in box, never opened. Yep. I would never pay that for that, but <laughs> it's a piece of gaming history. It's a piece of gaming yeah. culture. I, I can see why someone would want it for their collection. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's still hard for me to understand how something that there was so many copies made of has reached such a high value. Well, I guess it was made to be used, and so it's yeah. probably not that it's a copy of the game. It's probably it's a mint copy of the game still in box. Yeah, it's still in box, and everything which like that, is yeah. probably a lot more unusual because. Well, I mean, who, you're who you're buys a, the game and doesn't open it. You're <laughs> you're a kid, yeah. Who's gonna not gonna open it? I would totally open it. You know, it's just it's one of those things. that's kind of like says, you know, it, it, if you're uh, nostalgic, uh, kind of get that nostalgic personality, and you get the money to blow on it. Yeah, it's great, but it's also kind of one of those things. It's gonna degrade over time unless you got it in a hermetic, you know, hermetically sealed, you know. Uh, air controlled temperature room, you know, which I'm sure this guy can afford it if he's going to blow ten, uh, $2 million. I'd be more worried about the plastic than the chipboard. Yep. The silicon That's the what I mean. would be fine as long as you keep it away from something reactive. But a lot of the plastics they were using in the 80s, people didn't understand how they degraded over time. No. Like, uh, if you've ever gone to an art museum, yeah. a lot of the art that was made at the time is just falling apart because yep. they use plastic for it because it was the new material. And yeah, it uses strange liquids. It disintegrates. It crumbles into dust. It's- Yay! Eighties and nineties technology. <laughs> we gotta love- and you want to know why we have these landfills that we can't get rid of now? So and that was how I learned that bakelite is a real thing and not a fictional material from the Genesis Evangelion. Knowledge. The more you know. <laughs> the more you dun, know. Dun, dun. <laughs> but yeah, so that was one of those crazy things. Uh, I thought it was really interesting to see that they uh, that that popped out. Good luck for that. Uh, good, good on that guy that uh, ended up buying it. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those uh, pieces of video game history that I, I will certainly never be able to see an original in box mint uh, Super Mario Bros. game. But it would be kind of cool I too. Mean, it's getting hard to find an original, still functioning console for that matter. Yeah, I mean, you can get restored consoles, and it's it's and not the it's sa- easy to pick up a yeah. ROM for it these days. But. Oh, absolutely. But it's that's kind of one. Of, I'm one of those guys. Is like, you know, I I do collect a few things, but I'm not like one of those guys that is going to be a hoarder at some point or has the money to blow on that kind of stuff. Well, so like the Super Mario, the original Super Mario speedrunning community, for example, the Super Mario Bros. speedrunning community mm-hmm. allows emulator use because it's gotten so challenging to get a hold yeah. of original hardware that they're like, well, we'd rather still have a community than force everyone to buy exactly a expensive piece of hardware that's going to fall apart. Anyway. Yes, I just it makes no sense, but yeah, I totally understand that completely because especially if you're going to be spending you know you know hundreds of thousands of dollars for original copies. All right uh, then. So they, I would like to say for the role playing nerds. Sure. That yeah. Throw that out there. Next big expansion of options for a second edition is going to be coming out soon. Super the, excited about uh, this. The Secrets of Magic book is coming out on August Ooh. 28th for subscribers, and I'm sure it'll be a lot of a trickle down. Got some pretty art. So it looks like it says the Secrets of Magic brings the popular Magus and Summoner classes into Pathfinder Second Edition, unlocking heroes who combine magical might with martial prowess and offering a command of powerful magical companion creatures. That's kind of cool. So it's kind of like the uh, a little bit like the Witch I'm playing right now, a little bit, yeah, so the, but a little the bit Magus different. This was from First Edition Pathfinder. Yep, I remember that. Seen that because Kelly Wade won it. 
yes. in that game. Yes. And the summoner was the same idea. In the original one, the summoner had a monster called Nidoleon. Okay. And you got like evolution points as you leveled up and you would buy traits for the monster. Mm-hmm. You could buy claw attacks and wing attacks and multi attack and Oh, okay. It was one of those really, really crunchy classes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully. That I never really touched because the, the, let's say, the work to enjoyment ratio was <laughs> swung in favor of work. But I've looked over the playtest, and both of those classes were a little weak in the playtest, but yeah. I think they have revised them, and I'm very excited about the book. I said hopefully they uh, they they they've done enough changes and things like that in it, um, but it looks it, like just said look at the cover art it looks gorgeous already. It says the lavishly illustrated 256 page rule book contains hundreds of new spells with potent offerings for all spell ca- spell casting characters classes magic items for any other player player character and lord detailing detailing the fundamental structure and theories of magic. Which that sounds really cool. I kind of sounds like a whopper of a book. I mean that's a that's a fat that's a that's a that's a fat boy that's two that's with ph james <laughs> that's with a ph right there so i i, I nice and the artificer one i think gears and warfare or something like that is that coming, coming out? out like september or october so i would be down i this fall dude like, i love have, mm, like, uh, they're not calling it artificer i can't remember what they're calling it but yeah it's gonna happen I want to play an artificer. I really do because that's that's one of my favorite characters to play in the um, the D and D five O character uh, builder. I've I've I wanted to, I made about three of them, mm-hmm. and we never got around to. Uh, I think Kelly and you guys really got sucked into the Pathfinder 2.0 uh, yeah. campaign style. So I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll let it go, and it's sitting on my computer somewhere. So, I played one for her hat related one shot. And yeah, I know. That's why I said I was like, I really like how randomly, like, like you can just make random things and just like it's it's fun. I enjoyed it very much. So, but yeah, that's I'm really looking forward to those two expansions. Um, hopefully, Kelly gets her hands on those and she can throw a couple new things at us. Well, that's kind of what I'm liking about our current campaign is it's not as character focused; it's more setting focused. So. Yep. Probably just swap out some characters. Maybe they go off. Yeah, maybe uh, they decide to retire at a young well, young that's age. What I think is well, maybe my rogue becomes a diplomat. And I... <laughs> a diplomat? Your rogue is not going to become a diplomat. What? No, he'll become. Spy, no, know, perhaps he can. No, he he's going to become the mayor for that cobalt town he almost destroyed. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> that's what he'll do. That'd be great. I would. I would totally. Yeah, that's right. Cobaltopia. So, all right. The last two pieces of news we have: one involves an anim, the anime, and the other will involve uh, the the Amazon uh, MMORPG. Which we're gonna go over the Amazon uh, MMORPG New World. Uh, so it's pretty. It's pretty you know basic one. Uh, according to uh, the TechRaptor.com. Uh, a uh, sorry, Robert N. Adams on TechRaptor.com. New world release date delayed after another month. Mm. Uh, so, so it looks like uh, I don't know if you have you seen this MMO at all. I have not really looked at it at all. Though so, I'm kind of getting interested since, like we talked about a while last time. It looks fun. Like it's gonna die quite a I don't know. We'll see. I, it's 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 so it's Amazon's first foray into the gaming world, which they are kind of in the same boat that Microsoft is. They have the setup for uh, the servers and everything like that for us to play uh, on, Mm -hmm. on their servers. So like I said, they can do it. 
I just don't know if it's going to be as, you know, well-received as some of the other things. But then again, like I said, you know, with, with WoW coin, kind of going the way of the dinosaur, possibly, you know, in the next, you know, year or so, depending on what happens with our lawsuit and everything, this might have a giant, there they might be a giant hole in the MMO uh, world's uh, heart that needs to be filled, and this might be it, you know, who knows? Well, I mean, it could be really impressive. Like it, you said, Amazon has the infrastructure to make something like this, and I kind of understand why they're waiting, because for MMOs, the launch can be everything. You want to make sure it's on point, which I did watch a little bit of gameplay. One guy, um, he was allowed to play about, I think it was about six hours mm-hmm. of it on the bait during the beta. And the biggest thing they he found that he really did not like about it was the crafting system when it came down to like ammunition for like bullets. They were extremely hard to make. Okay. Like he, it took him almost three hours to make two bullets. Oh my. Yeah. So I think that's probably one of the few things they're going to have to fix. There's, I, from what I've gathered, there's a cu- bunch of like little things they need to fix up. And also they're going to tweak probably the uh, roving animals outside the forts and things like that. Cause apparently the wolves are like super annoying. Like you're outside for like five seconds and you get attacked by wolves. Oh, okay. So this is more like a more primitive type. Uh, starts off like that and then you will up you slowly increase but it's like a weird mix between uh conquist kind of like conquistadors and then uh magic at the same time so it's interesting looking so i i would be i cannot wait to see what it's like i'm not probably not gonna get it day one uh for one thing i am poor um and two um i don't have all the time in the world to play something like this so i will wait and see what it looks like and it might be fun so that's the problem i have is like the time it's like, well, I already have a time a time eating game that I'm playing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna switch to New World. It will have to be because everyone else I'm playing with is doing it too. Man, I will agree with you on that. And like I said, that's kind of why I'm waiting to see what happens. I was kind of hoping maybe uh, if uh, even if the the, the guys uh, don't want to get into Valheim, this might be something they might be into because this seems something that like they would maybe like to do. But yeah. who knows? We'll give it about a year and uh, we'll go from there. But okay, it's so the last piece of news, James. Um, some anime news. I promise some anime news because damn it, we like anime here. So I want to, I want to throw this in for you. So, uh, it says Sate Light's science fiction anime, uh, Sagun, uh, Sakugan unveils visual, uh, unveils visual for their Oc- October 7th premiere. Uh, the official website for Sagugan also, uh, uh, I guess we'd call it, uh, in, uh, English, uh, sex and guns, exclamation points. Uh, it's an anime of uh, Sakugan La- uh, Labyrinth Maker, or aka Drilling Labyrinth Maker, uh, Drill- mm-hmm. Drilling Labyrinth Marker uh, novel, unveiled a new visual and revealed the anime's October 7th premiere date on Friday. So it looks like the most of what I've learned uh, about the anime is that uh, it looks like it's at a distant future. Uh, long after the Western uh, calendar is no longer used, humans with their shoulder to shoulder cramped, cramped in the labyrinth, an underground world deep below the surface. Uh, there are a bunch of different colonies inside the labyrinth. Uh, and the place is known for extreme high temperatures. Uh, there is lots of uh, ore deposits, things like that. And apparently there are a lot of, there's a lot of go between all these colonies, but it's going to be centered around a nine-year-old girl named Mime, Mime Poo and her father, uh, Gagumber, uh, Gagnumber, 
Gagumber. Sorry, I can't say that right. <laughs> board a two-person. Uh, they board a two-person work robot and mine for ore. Um, so that's kind of the basic premise of it. It has the... They're, they're trying to make maps, and yep. it has some type of family love type theme to it. That's why I was saying whenever I was talking to you earlier, it, it kind of has that little bit of a Maiden Abyss feel to it a little bit. I mean, the the artwork kind of has some of that feel. It's the description scr- doesn't sound as sinister as maybe. No, is. definitely not. It definitely has. I'm talking about like the uh, involvement around like I'm trying to be like the, the underground the, type stuff. Yeah, underground yeah. T- the stuff and the tones of uh, family and what it's important when within the anime. But it's definitely got this Gurren Lagann feel to it of like, you know, Just we're. Yeah. Reaching for the heavens, you know, it's like there you go. Is this going to be more like a heartwarming family type one, or is this going to be? I don't know. Adventure type one. We'll I, just have to wait and see. I will. I will be. I mean, if the quality of the artwork they release is the indication, it's probably going to be. Yeah, and it's like I said, it looks gorgeous. They don't um, usually bother with good artwork for bad anime, so. Well, you never know. There's always sometimes it just it happens. Sometimes, <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> so I hope hopefully it will pop up on Funimation in October, and I kind of want to watch that. It's on my uh, I have a list on my computer of anime I need to watch, and it gets steadily longer and longer every single every single day, James. Unfortunately, so. But yeah, segueing from anime that we want to watch to anime that we have watched. Finally, we are into the meat. Of the episode, we've gone past <laughs> the the string beans and the uh, gravied mashed potatoes, James. Whoa. I know. Could argue. <laughs> I, you could technically. Anyway, cells so, at work. <laughs> cells at work. So in this, we were going to be going over primarily the uh, first season of Cells at Work and kind of the general uh, overview of it. So. What is Cells at Work, so, James? Cells at Work, it was originally a manga series. It was written by Akane Shimizu. It is, the world is a human body. So, um, oh, what was the name of the one? Um, Osmosis Jones. Yeah. Good if call. you ever watched Osmosis Jones as a kid, it is like that. In the La- sense that it's about <laughs> these cells that live in your body. It is stylized in a very different way. A lot less fart jokes, too. A lot less fart jokes, more on the cutesy, adorable <laughs> side of things. Yes, definitely. Um, the main protagonists are a pair of anthropomorphized cells from the human body. There's a white blood cell and a red blood cell. Who are named white blood cell and red blood cell? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Hard-hitting uh, the, writing there. <laughs> the manga was serialized from January 2015 to 2021. It got licensed in North America by Kodansha. So the anime came out, premiered in July 2018. Mm-hmm. There were two seasons, and uh, the second one aired in February 27. Like I said earlier, the spring spring yep. anime this year, and it was subsequently followed by yeah, the spinoff series yep. Cells at Work Code Black. And I've been told there's more spinoff manga series that I'm not familiar with. I think it's uh, Cells at Work Bacteria, Cells at Work Platelets, and Cells at Work baby so apparently this thing is just cells at work baby (laughs) it kind of so the original cells at work straddles the line especially in the first season between like cutesy chill anime yeah and something a little bit more educational yeah It, it talks a lot about the different cells in the body it talks a lot about functions they do mm-hmm. and the things you should do to stay healthy and so at some points it's like a pr thing where it's like question <laughs> are they correct in some ways <laughs> in 
it's, 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 it's simplified in some places. I was going to say, as you, according for your... Uh, your uh, in generally, yeah. the rapid resolution of the bad things that happen is... Not so much? Not so much. <laughs> I can agree with that, yeah. It has a, you know, we're all going to work together to pull ourselves by, up by our bootstraps, and, you know, the body will fix itself if you help it to kind of vibe. So, I mean, it's interesting. It's also interesting to me how... A lot of times when something really bad does happen, like, you know, at the end of the first season, for example, the body gets hemorrhagic shock mm-hmm. because it's bleeding from some kind of massive gash. Yeah. And just when you think everything's going to die, like a needle comes down from the heavens and scrapes a bunch <laughs> more blood into the body. <laughs> oh, my God. That's I just I love that. That's why I love it. So so. Correction, James. You were you were you're wrong. OK, wrong. the red blood cell does have a name. Oh, she does. It's. A E three eight O three. She has a serial number. And his and the white blood cells called U dash one one four six. Yes, yes, yes. They have serial numbers <laughs> and it's on their caps. <laughs> I just thought that was fine. I'm just I'm just pulling your leg a little bit. So, but yeah, essentially, yeah, they are just called white 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 blood cell and uh, red blood cell, essentially. But but so um, without really digging into what the whole story is going over. What did you, how did you find out about this? Like, where did you, where did you first I learn it? I saw it whenever it came to Netflix, which is, I think, in the middle of 2020, maybe. Yep. Uh, it came to Netflix with an English dub, and I saw it. It's like, oh, this looks adorable. We're going to watch it. And so I sat down with my wife to watch it. And it's something we do whenever something like this comes up, because that way she can pause when she has questions. We talk about medical stuff together. <laughs> and it's a nice way to kind of bond a little bit and for her to kind of get a clip. Yeah. So it, it was nice. And like you said, it was adorable, especially the platelets. I know they're your favorite. They are my favorite. <laughs> they're hilarious in this. So that's one of my the favorite things about it. up like little Japanese schoolgirls in this. Yeah. End, like little, little, like. Yeah, let's, let's be fair about this. Not like, not like, oh, oh, Chicha. No, like, no, not like no, that. No, they're like, like toddlers. They're like ankle length dresses. Yeah. Nothing, nothing untoward about this. They're just incredibly adorable. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I truly, I also liked. Uh, they're carrying around like bags of clotting factors that they throw at things. Yes, it's, it's adorable. The one episode where they all basically come in and save the day is my one of my favorite episodes ever. <laughs> they basically they have no regard for any other cells in the Which, body. If you watch Code Black, the platelets are like all. You know, they're not grown up. They stay the same size. Yeah. But they've all got, like, a bad attitude like everybody else does. <laughs> That's <laughs> so funny. The platelets aren't taking any shit from their red blood cells. They're like, get the hell out of here. This is a dangerous place. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. I might have to watch it, then because I was kind of skeptical at first. But I will. I will. I would like to say that. But, yeah, so I actually, like, most anime... Um, that I'm not, you know, looking for. You actually suggested this one to me, mm-hmm. uh, which I was pleasantly surprised. Which, whenever I need to find a good anime that I haven't and I get bored, I usually come to you and I ask because, like I said, you're just you're that connoisseur, like a like a like a sommelier. You find the fine anime. We, <laughs> we really do, truly, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's. I came to you and I found it, and I actually started watching it, and I think. We actually watched the first episode. I think we might have been on. I don't know if we were on vacation mm-hmm. at one point by accident. And I actually saw this the first time I saw this. Um, Jackie, I, I turned it on after you suggested it. And 
Jackie was like, what is this? And she actually <laughs> sat and watched it with me. I think she might have been pregnant at the time um, with our first uh, boy, uh, our first kid, Lewis. I think we were in Austin, actually. We we're sitting down we were, and I was watching it. She was like, she just saw me watching it on my phone. She's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and I was like, oh, like, observe, observe. <laughs> and we watched about three episodes of it. And she's just like, I can't sit and watch more than this much. And she's like, it's great, but I can't. But but yeah, it, it, it is one of those phenomenal shows that I, I really enjoy. And I kind of want to watch the uh, the Cells at Work Black now to kind of get a little bit more of a, a darker feel of things, <laughs> especially things to come in my future, possibly. So, well, I mean, it, in some ways it has like some really dark comedy. Like there's a whole like 10 minute scene where they're trying to like get an erection. <laughs> they're like, but come they on. Because there's like atherosclerosis and the blood cells can't get there fast <laughs> enough. And, when you're watching it, it's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> that's that's the animators and the creators just having a little bit of fun. I, you know, it is. It just I mean, it's like a big dramatic thing, and they're breaking it out as like a heroic effort. <laughs> I mean, and to be fair, at that point in your life, sometimes it is a heroic effort. I'm just saying. <laughs> and like the uh, the liver, for example, is like this uh, cocktail bar where the blood cells go to relax. That's and be, great and be cleaned of impurities. I oh I haven't seen if they no. it has some nice set pieces I think like as a like watch it and chill work it's not you know it doesn't have the same kind of cute let's relax type yeah. vibes so I will I'll, I want to watch it, it yeah. it is fun to watch some bits of it so let me ask you this did you prefer uh, the original series or the uh, Code Black a little bit more I think I prefer the original series a little bit more okay because like I said it is one of those kind of feel good animes. And it came out in a time when I really needed some feel good time. You just so, needed something to switch the brain off so a little it was bit. The right thing at the right time. Uh, I think it's something to be fun to chat with your friends about. Code Black definitely has some more memorable scenes. <laughs> but... <laughs> Obviously, but yeah, that but it... both are both are definitely excellent. Awesome. So yeah. So let me let me. But before we wrap up everything on this, uh, what what do you have a particular favorite uh, episode at all out of all of them? You know, favorite episode. I don't know. You go first. On that. You want me to go on it? See, I'm I'm the I'm asking the about it. Listen, I'm asking the questions. <laughs> You're just like leave me alone. My favorite one is whenever it's the uh, whenever they get that the skin cut and it's like deep. Like I said, I love the platelets to death. And that was one of my favorite episodes is whenever they like all the bacteria are coming in and all and they kind of form to make that one giant uh, virus. The, the, is that a bacteria? It's, it's one giant bacteria. Yeah, like the Staphylococcus aureus, I think. There it's you like go. I don't know the, the technical medical terms. You're the freaking <laughs> medical professional here, not I. So Whatever. yeah, it is what it is. Okay. And so I watched, I loved that one. And whenever they, they start like, that one, the the one white blood cell just starts uh, killing the, uh, the 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 bacteria a little uh, slowly but surely, and they all kind of like slowly. No, is it the main one? No, it's the uh, it's the gas mask guy shows up. That's what it is. Oh yeah, the, and he starts spraying them, and they start freaking the, out. The B cell guy, he's like spraying his. Well, you mean the girl? Is right. The B cell girl, because you have no idea that she's a, is actually a girl. You think it's a dude because it's got the husky That's voice. Right, yeah. I love that part when you find out it's a girl <laughs> later. I'm like, what is this? But then eventually, like I said, you get the uh, platelets are like, how how are we going to stop this? It, it's just a chasm that's sucking us all out. How are you going to stop this? And the platelet platelets are like, don't worry, we'll get this. And then it's like, Whoosh. 
And then they just wrap everybody else up in with <laughs> with them. And they're like, uh, how long are we supposed to get stuck in here? Oh, for probably about the next seven days. Forever. And yeah, it's just like, what? <laughs> what? And that's how they teach you that red blood cells are part of scabs. Yep. That's it's they, it. they don't they don't get out. They stay there. Forever. Okay, but I thought of my favorite episode. It's a really cute episode, and I, I I highly suggest if anybody watches at least get to that one. So my favorite episode is the hay fever episode. Okay, I'm trying to remember that which that one might be, it might be at the beginning of the second season. It's uh, okay. it's an episode where pine pollen invades the body. Oh, uh, and I remember that. Okay, because like the the memory B cell is like you know remembering things from the past. It's like having flashbacks. It's horrible. Yeah, and like the histamine goes crazy, and the whole <laughs> body just freaks out about the pine pollen yep. and is tearing itself apart. <laughs> I do remember that one. I remember the big po- the the pollen things. They're like they come down. They're like they're like little goopy like, like pollen. yeah, they're humongous, <laughs> but they're like. They're not like dangerous really at all, and the white blood cell does what white blood cell does, and he just like randomly just like aggressively attacks and just continues stabbing. Just stabbing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that part. I, that was one of the funnier parts, and I'm just like, "What is going on here?" But, but yeah, that's that's pretty cool. So let's, um, like I said, that's that, I, I truly enjoy this this anime. It's one of my favorite ones that have come out this year. So, so like obviously you said, they've, they've got several spinoffs coming up and the end of the work. It looks like, uh, according to the manga, uh, looks like they're going to have a manga spinoff uh, coming, or they did. It's called Cells at Work Bacteria. Um, and then there, which is going to look like it's going to follow the lives of the good and the bad bacteria in the intestines. Uh, and then they also have. It looks like they're going to be announced. They did a fair bit of that in Code Black, so I wonder. Maybe they're going to be a separate series, or if they're just kind of eating up these little mini series. Maybe maybe that's what they're doing. They're kind of like picking and choosing and putting it in where they want. There's like a four or five episode stretch of Code Black where they were dealing with gut bacteria. Oh, here's a one. Here, apparently, they they it's, uh, they haven't. Uh, I didn't know about it. cells not at work. <laughs> <laughs> okay it's about immature red blood cells red that blood. do not want to work <laughs> like i said this is kind of straddling the line between feel good anime and like you know educational material like it says there's just and apparently there's like four or five more and the you see the one with the baby uh uh plate tells uh cells at work lady so they're gonna do one about the female body, I guess, which is gonna be bizarre. Uh, cells at work, white, I guess, which is about the white blood cells. Mm-hmm. Uh, my God, yeah, There's it's a stage play as well. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> what I forgot to. I for... We need, we yeah, we totally needed that. So to learn about the the white blood cells uh, and their stage play, because I actually kind of that'd be funny. I want, I bet you can find it on YouTube to see the stage play. Look and see. <laughs> I'm just imagining the costumes have to be hilarious. I yeah, I would totally for the bacteria. <laughs> Talking about the bacteria, so let's let's roll back a little bit. So, which uh, which uh, bacteria did you did you like the the look of the most? Because they're all kind of gross and grotesque a little bit. Uh, probably Staph Aureus. Okay. Yeah, because they they dressed him up as like a bright gold outfit. Mm-hmm. She's got like. A tail of like rounded cocci, so they kind of hit the coccidiobacterium thing, or like a basket. I'm gonna pretend like I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and she's acting like a pompous, like you know, queen of all bacteria. And yeah, like, it was just funny. 
I yeah, I, I will agree with that. The 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 the, the very um, uh, cocksure activity, uh, cocksure attitude that she had. But I don't understand anything you just said in between there. I'm going to be honest with you. Well, suffice to say that the designs of some of the bacteria were meant to like reflect some of their micro microbiological. Oh, features. okay. And I enjoyed that. There was like some nods. See, that's the kind of stuff that goes over my head. There were like some subtle nods towards like some stuff you might see under a microscope, but I thought it was interesting. Oh, I'll be damned. It was pretty clear that the creators of the show had at least looked at some pictures. They <laughs> probably didn't understand it, but they were at least... <laughs> They're like, we can make this look pretty. At least drawing some inspiration. See, I lied, and one of my favorite bad guys like was... The Pseudomonas was oh. a blue-green color, which also kind of is correct, so... I, mean. I believe you. <laughs> I, I, I totally believe you so, but yeah, one of my favorite guys was obviously Cancer, which they actually ended up making him more of a sympathetic uh, character, so. Oh, he comes back at the end of the second season if you haven't watched it. I haven't gotten there yet, so I'm I am slowly meandering my way through the second season. Um, I actually might do that today, depending on how much stuff I have to get done today, but uh, but yeah, I really like the idea that he's just, a, he's a cell from your body, and he just is somehow slightly different and he can't really control what he's doing. And eventually he's ostr- he's, he's ostracized because of it. And then eventually he's just like, well, I'm going to embrace my, so my badness a little bit. Be who I am. Yeah. He kind of embraces himself a little bit and it's kind of fun. So I, I, I enjoyed that a little bit it's about kind it. Of fun. It is kind of a commentary on a lot of our modern society. Yeah. A little bit. People are encouraged to just, yeah. anyway. It, yeah, it is. It definitely has a few of those tones in there. So that's what I liked about it. It does have, like I said, well, and mentioning is earlier how it's some other cultures propaganda. That's a very Japanese thing. Right very now, much so. You know, if you're not uniform, it it's was his, it was weird. His duty to, to be part of the group and yep. him casting it off, even if doing it for self-actualization was harming society. Yep. That's very much a Japanese it thing. It was right for them to destroy him. Yeah, that's that's, uh... <laughs> that's very much a Japanese thing. So not so much an American, very much Japanese. But yeah, yeah I think we'll... but... all right, James. Well, anyway, let me let me ask on. you this, James. Uh, if you were to recommend this to somebody, uh, how would you uh, sum it up in five words or less? <laughs> I said it's a cute educational anime. Boom. Awesome. Five words. All right. See, I threw I threw you curveball and you were not expecting that one. And one of them was a participle. So I essentially wasted that word. <laughs> yes. It's all. <laughs> I love you to death. All right. So and finally, our rating of it. How many uh, white blood cell stabs would you give it out of uh, out of 10? Um, oh, it's hard. It's hard. We give it a seven, seven and a half. Seven and a half. It, it's adorable. It's a little educational. Yeah. It can be something you can watch to de-stress. You can watch it with kids. Is it a? It's beautiful. Is it a grip your seat? You know, one to come back for for the ages. Like, <laughs> interesting plot. No. Yeah. It's definitely not a Detroit Smash kind of thing, but it's definitely fun. No, it's not. It's not gonna. It's not gonna keep you coming back over the decades to learn the intricacies of it. No, definitely not. Yeah, it's it, not. It's a lot of fun. It's and it's awesome. definitely not gonna be a three hundred hour. Invest three hundred hours into it to learn about Yuffie and uh, yeah. all, all the all the people on on the the ship as they go look for One Piece. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah so. it's, well, it's not like the Genesis of Angelia. It's not. Gonna no, get, it's not gonna get another another it's, remake every decade. Yeah, and it's not gonna be dark and like like tons of like subtextual tones and things like that. But yeah, but I, black, I, it's not black. 
or something. No, like that. God, no. But yeah, I totally agree with you. We actually line up pretty well in this uh, this uh, rating. I'm gonna give it about a seven, uh, seven and a half, probably. Like I said, it's it's one of those fun things. Like you said, you really enjoy the uh, educational stuff that they shoot out there. It's not as in depth. If you're a medical professional, you're gonna catch up on a few things. Like obviously, like yourself, that I, as a layman that doesn't know Jack Squad about the medical profession, other than I have a boo boo, fix me. <laughs> um, that's how I am. Uh, but uh, yeah, I truly enjoyed it. And I highly recommend anybody to go watch it, even if it's just one of those simple little ones that you can sit down and kind of enjoy, and you don't have to invest a lot of time into it. So, I but yeah, they've got the double Funimation and the sub might be on Crunchyroll too. Yep. It they have Netflix it. for a while. I think it might have gotten taken off of Netflix. I'd have to look again. Last time I checked, it was probably about a, a month and a half ago. It was still on Netflix. Oh, it's still on there. Okay. So it might still be on there, guys. I, I assume they took it down when it went back up on Funimation. They usually it's off of Funimation when they license it. Yeah. Well, who knows? Who knows? But yeah. So that is our review of Cells at Work. Go check it out, guys. Um, also, uh, if you guys talking about things to check out. If you have not uh, seen our catalog of our backlog of episodes, go check those out. We have tons. We have almost a whole year of episodes uh, set out there. I think we're getting close, James, to our uh, inaugural 52. 52. Um, two. That's right. We're almost a whole year into this bad boy. I feel like we're starting to finally kind of get the format now. Oh, well, after a whole year, it took us a whole year. <laughs> That's what happens whenever you have the the mindset of uh, a couple of... Yeah, that's definitely not wrong there. We definitely had to learn how to talk to folks. But but yeah, so if you guys are liking so far with season uh, two is gone, we'll be wrapping the hair up and uh, on episode 26. I think we're going to keep that as a, a set standard because yeah. the, the weeb and James just craves that, I think, a little yes. bit. <laughs> it's not even the current length of an anime that's the old length now they're all like that's right episodes. I, i'm just saying if they had it right it'd still be 26 right james that's right so that's right it's a good it's a good breakup it cuts the year in half a little bit so but anyways guys if you like what we've been going over the last you know you know year or so let us know uh check out some of our old episodes you can see how bad they are or how good they are for how possibly Hitchhiker's Guide one was great. That was an excellent episode. I I got many compliments from folks about that. So um, if you guys are enjoying these, let us know. Uh, if you have any suggestions or criticisms of our show, let us know. Like I said, we want to make this as best as possible for both your guys' experience and also for us so that we can uh, hopefully grow our audience and hopefully grow our uh, our. Our, our whole base of, uh, of ideas and how we want to make this thing in the near future. So um, anyways, we're going to wrap it up. And James, I just want to say thanks for uh, coming by and stepping in and uh, giving me your medical expertise for things that obviously I have no idea about. So, but yeah. Uh, Thank you again. This uh, is always fun. Absolutely. All right, guys, we're going to head out. You guys have a wonderful day. All right. Bye. If you're interested in keeping up to date with new episodes on our channel, Add us on any of your favorite podcasting apps or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Seriously Pointless Conversations. If you have questions or concerns, please email us at seriouslypointlessconvo at gmail.com. We appreciate any feedback. Thank you for listening to our show.